0: Okay, so let's just start about your background. Tell me about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school.
1: All right, my name's uh, Greg Peoples. I'm from right outside of Atlanta in a place called Lilburn, Georgia. I went to Parkview High School, and once I graduated, I attended Auburn, and I graduated from Auburn in 96, and once I graduated, uh, I got married, I got a job. And here, twenty-five years later, have three kids, and one about to start at Auburn, one at Ole Miss, and one who is a uh, going into seventh grade. So, wow,
0: well, that's, that's fun. Short um, and br- <laughs> What do you do for work?
1: So, I'm a federal agent um, for a living. I investigate white-collar crimes with uh, the U.S. Department of Education Office of Inspector General. And that's it.
0: How did you get into that career field?
1: So I initially started as an uh, accounting major at Auburn. And I took some classes that helped me change my major to finance. Uh, Funny enough, I still keep in touch with one of my dear friends who was a professor at Auburn. She still is Dr. Stanwyck.
0: Oh, yeah, I
1: know. So uh, I keep in close contact with her. And I actually, as you know, spoke to her class. Uh, Usually once a year, I'll speak to her class. So I changed it to finance. And um, when I got out, my dad basically said, hey, you got to, because I stayed in Auburn for eight months after I graduated looking for a job. And my dad finally said, I'm cutting you off in September so. I took a job uh, with Health and Human Services as an auditor, and then I became an agent in 2002. So I've been there ever since.
0: How did you move from audit to working more for the government?
1: Well, I, I was an auditor with the government with Health and Human Services. And I hated it. Just didn't like the. As an auditor, it's like you have an audit guide. It's step by step by step, and I hated that. I liked to with our investigations, we run everything. So we determine who we interview, what records we need. We collaborate with the U.S. Attorney's Office to make sure we have all that so we can seek an indictment from the grand jury. So it's just a lot more flexibility. It's a lot more enjoyable. You know, you do a lot more uh, interesting things, in my opinion. So it's kind of how I ended up over there.
0: Um, what were the first one to two years out of college like for you?
1: They were pretty rough. Uh, You know, you're not making a lot of money. You're kind of trying to figure it out. You don't realize how good college was uh, until you start looking back and you have responsibilities. And, you know, it's a big boy world out there. So you have a lot of responsibilities, bills, et cetera, and you're not making a lot of money. So it was pretty tough.
0: So you said that you stayed in Auburn and looked for a job for a couple months. And then once you started, what was your very first year working in your first job like?
1: So my first year working was uh, in 96 or I guess 97. And it was brutal because you're really not, you know, aware of the real world, so to speak. And, you know, your bosses and You're not making a lot of money. You're trying to prove yourself. So you probably work more. Um, It it was tough.
0: Um, How did you get where you are now in your career? Like what were the main differences from where you started
1: to where you are now? And how did that progression look? Well, number one, I had a goal. So I knew that I didn't want to be an auditor forever. So I had a goal. I knew I wanted to be an agent and, Once I became an agent, you know, I looked around. It's funny because uh, people say, oh, you work for education. We're the same job series as the FBI, Secret Service, all that. This 1811 is a criminal investigator for the government. And I, I started to look around at some of those agencies like Secret Service, FBI, but I didn't want to move out of Atlanta. You know, I love Auburn. I come back to Auburn all the time and I didn't want to be stuck somewhere like New York, L.A., Chicago something like that. So um, the, the main reason I stayed in Atlanta was to come back and forth to Auburn. So do you have to travel a lot for your job? I do. I travel a good bit. It just it depends on where the cases are, where the subjects are. You know, some U.S. attorney's offices want us to interview people in person. You know, if we have a search warrant arrest operation, clearly we have to go and be in person for that.
0: I'm just interested. So I'm an accounting major myself, and we've had people from like the RIS come talk to us and kind of offer us information about the steps of maybe taking a more governmental role. Did you ever have an experience like that in undergrad that really caught your eye and influenced you to choose this career
1: path? No, not really. I had the benefit of my dad being a federal agent as well. So I would talk to him about some of these things and, You know, in the white collar arena, it really helps having a financial accounting background, you know, because a lot of it's tracing the money. Uh, There's a lot of moving parts, a lot of ins and outs of banking, uh, bank accounts, banking institutions. Now we're getting into the cryptocurrency. So having the understanding of how financial instruments work, uh, you know, and all the moving parts really is beneficial to Nell and the bad guys. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you like and dislike about your career?
1: I, I like the fact that I can retire at 50, which I turned 50 in October. So I really like that. Uh, I love the fact that I get to travel all over the U.S. Um, and, you know, I set my own schedule and I determine where I go and when, who to interview. Like I said earlier, I hate the administrative part, uh, the paperwork, the do- you know, documentation, the bureaucracy, that kind of sucks, but you take the good with the bad.
0: What does a typical week like look or a week look like?
1: I mean, well, since COVID, a lot has changed. I'm responsible. I was selected for a special investigations unit. So we focus on pandemic related fraud. The department dispersed 282 billion for the pandemic and there's only four of us. So I've been traveling a lot through the country, uh, investigating matters, dealing with uh, fraud against the government related to the pandemic. So for example, last week I was in Philly, this week's my kid's spring break, so I took it easy. Next week, actually next week I'll be back in Auburn because there's a conference at the hotel conference center. Then the next week I'll be in LA and San Francisco, and then the next week I'll be in New York and Boston. So it just depends on what you have going on. You have multiple cases. A lot of them move at varying speeds depending on what records either you subpoena or who you need to interview or what meetings you have or things like that. So uh, the, the typical week is just, um, there is no typical week really in law enforcement. Do you like the variety of your job? Oh, it's great. I couldn't go to the same place over and over and over. It would drive me nuts because when I had to go to the office in Atlanta, it sucked. The traffic and that day-to-day was miserable.
0: Now I understand why you didn't like audit.
1: <laughs> Hated it.
0: Um, do you have a certain case in particular that you find really memorable?
1: I mean, there's been several. I had one not too long ago that the... uh it it was an abnormal case. The guy, he acted like he was a talent scout and he would solicit uh, customers using the internet. And a couple of the victims in the case were like Emory university and ball state. So that's how we got involved. And I had to interview Fetty Wap and Quavo (laughs) from the Migos. So, you know, I'm a middle-aged white guy and they're younger. Um, rap folks who aren't real fond of the police. So it was very interesting, um, you know, interviewing them.
0: Did your kids like that story?
1: <laughs> you know what's funny is, so my son's at Ole Miss, and I had to go to a music studio downtown Atlanta, and I walked by this guy. I didn't know who the hell he was. And uh, so I sat down, and I was in this meeting, and somehow I figured out it was Travis Scott. So either the the uh, manager told me or I, I can't remember exactly how I found out, but I went home and told my son that. And he's like, you don't know who Travis Scott is? I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Travis Scott is. So you've met some cool people. I have I, just in general, I've, um, you know, I've gone a lot of different places and, you know, the cool part is in my job, we work with a lot of different agencies. So um, I've worked with the Secret Service a lot, which um, led to me being able to take my family up to the West Wing of the White House. Wow. Yeah, that was probably the coolest thing I've done, work-related, you know, going in the Oval Office. And even though it was when Obama was president, it was uh, it was really cool to see – uh, that And I wouldn't turn that down. I, you know, it's to me, it's not a partisan issue. The White House is, you know, iconic in American government. And I took the opportunity to go. I didn't care who was in office. It was awesome.
0: That's super cool. Um, what are some life and career lessons that you have learned?
1: Well, there's a lot of life lessons you learn. Along your journey, some work-related, some personally. There's several that take no effort or or intelligence. You know, like be kind, because you never know how that connection is going to impact you long-term. Be on time, and th- those are probably the two biggest ones. Another one is listen. You know, you have to be able to listen to see what people's needs are or to meet somebody where they're at. And you can't be so self-consumed that that you can't do that. Another one that I found early on is, you know, I thought I was a pretty smart guy. And you have to sometimes self-evaluate where you're at and also be able to receive constructive criticism to make you a better person.
0: (laughs) Mm-hmm. What are some habits and beliefs that have helped you succeed?
1: Trust, but verify. You know, you can trust people and take people at their word. But unfortunately, in this day and age, you have to verify the information that you're provided. Another one probably goes back to what I said earlier. Be humble and kind. You know, people, you don't need to tell somebody if you're good or you're smart, any of that you know, you should be able, the way you interact and treat people, they'll walk away from that conversation knowing that. So I think be humble is is really important um, starting off in this world, in, in your career.
0: Um, finally, what message do you want college students to hear?
1: Enjoy it, because it goes by way too fast. And, you know, I can remember coming towards the end Uh, I graduated here in 1996 and I look back and I was like, dang, man, it's been, you know, a really long time. And I've just thoroughly enjoyed uh, my time here. And towards the end, you kind of are like, dang, I I really wish that, you know, I'd finish or whatever because you're stressed out. And listen, nobody cares what you make on that test. Uh, You know, I interviewed for several jobs outside And I think only one asked for my GPA. I mean, I didn't get the job, but still I think that a lot of times we get so worried about having to make such a good grade and things like that. I think if you, uh, just enjoy, enjoy these times, enjoy going and doing with no responsibilities and hopefully most of the kids have mom and dad to fall back on. So y'all can really enjoy it on mom and dad's dime and, just enjoy I mean my my message would be enjoy your time enjoy your college because once you turn that corner you know you you have a lot of responsibilities and things like that and you'll never have as much freedom and enjoyment as you have these four or five years here I guess if you're a accounting major you probably have five right yes I do (laughs) So, but enjoy it it's it's listen the light at the end of the tunnel is nice but the journey to get there is a lot better.
0: That's great. Do you have a piece of advice for the first couple of years of your professional career, just in general?
1: Yeah. I think the biggest thing is, you know, going back to what I said is listen, there's a lot of people who have been there who, who understand their way may not be the best way, But if they've been down that journey, they've obviously learned something through that journey. So it's always nice to listen, learn as much as you can, and then do it your way. Because you have to be comfortable in your skin. You have to pave your own way. But you don't have to recreate the wheel. And if something works, you know, steal it from them. But I, I would say that's probably the biggest thing professionally is learn treat others the way you want to be treated and a lot of times there's cutthroat you know a world out there and you don't want to be that person stabbing somebody in the back to try to to move ahead of them and i think that's why i mentioned humble and kind many times because the cream rises to the top in most cases.
0: Mm-hmm. Well that's all i have for you but
1: Also. Awesome. Thank you for doing this. Sure, no problem. If you need anything else let me know. Like i said, i'm around. I'm around campus a lot and, you know, soon we'll be here for good. So if you ever need anything, just reach out and maybe I can help you out.
0: Okay. Thank you so right, Grace. much.
1: Grace. You have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. You.